Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Psalm 23 has to be one of the most best-known passages of Scripture, Colin, and here we're looking at it in the context of what does this reveal to us about God and how he feels towards us? And it is a wonderful psalm, full of wonderful truth. But don't let's sentimentalize it, you know. This is the trouble with sometimes things become so familiar to us that we treat them in a very casual or even sentimental way. This is a psalm of great strength. I think that's how I want to put it. Um, <clears throat> David was a shepherd. And while he was a shepherd boy looking after the sheep, he received this wonderful revelation that the Lord is his shepherd. The Lord is his pastor. The Lord is the one who cares for him. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord is your shepherd. Again, we're making it personal, you know. You can say, like David says, the Lord is my shepherd. But he doesn't, he doesn't leave it there. He says, I shall not be in want. Well, if the Lord is my shepherd, he's a good shepherd. He will not leave me in any kind of need or want because as my shepherd, he looks after all my needs. He cares for his sheep. So you see, you can say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And, and you see, that has to be a statement of faith. Well, I believe it. You see, I believe it myself. I want you to believe it. I want every person to believe. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. It doesn't matter what situation I'm in, the Lord will shepherd me. He will care for me. He will provide for me. He will be my pastor. He will bring me through. He makes me lie down in green pastures. That doesn't mean he forces me to lie down in green pastures. It means, uh, it means that he, he brings me to the place of green pastures. Now, this, this had great significance, perhaps greater significance than we realize, because in this country, in, in Great Britain, we, we just see sheep grazing on green hills and green fields, and it's all so easy. All they have to do is stand there and eat. But uh, in the Middle East, um, the shepherd had to lead the sheep several miles a day to find sufficient pasture. A shepherd would be at the head of the flock and he would be, and, and the sheep would follow him. They would, they would know his voice, uh, like Jesus was saying in John chapter 10, my sheep hear my voice and follow me, because that, that is how a shepherd functioned in the time of Jesus. The sheep knew his voice, they followed him because they knew that he would take him to the pasture. Now, here, you see David is saying, he takes me, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Not where I'm having to walk and just, you know, out of this sort of scrubland, try to find enough pasture 
to feed for the day, but he takes me where there's an abundance. He leads me beside quiet waters. He takes me to the place of peace. You know, when we're in the middle of turmoil, and my goodness, David knew what it was to be in the middle of turmoil and problems and opposition and enemies and all the rest of it. But he leads me into the place of peace every day of my life. And in my prayer time, I, I receive the peace of God. I just take those words of Jesus, my peace I give to you. I believe peace is something that every one of us needs in our lives every day. And that peace is very closely associated with healing. You know, I often put the two things together. My peace I give to you, and by my stripes you are healed, Colin. Again, I make it personal, you know. I love to make it all personal. Because I, I, I just feel that it, it, it becomes so much more significant for me then. I can enter so much more fully by faith into the Word of God. So, you know, he makes, he makes you to lie down in green pastures. He, he leads you beside quiet waters. He restores your soul. Now, your soul is, you know, your personality, your character. It consists of your, of your mind, of your thinking, of your emotions, of your feelings, of your, of your will, of your ability to choose. And, you know, we can have all kinds of things that afflict our souls as well as afflict our bodies, the grief, the sorrow, the you know, the pain of rejection of being misunderstood and oh, 101 things happen to us negatively that can afflict our souls. But he is the Lord who restores my soul. Why? Because he gets my eyes back on him and back on the truth. He guides me in the paths of Isn't this so personal, you know? You see, he, he leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You see, he does all this to you as he does to me, as he did to David, for his sake, for his name's sake, so that his will, his plan, his purpose can be worked out in our lives. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, literally that, that, that means through the valley of deepest darkness. Even though I, I'm in a place in a valley of deepest darkness, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And, and that word means they strengthen me. They rescue me. You know, God is watching over us. We saw that in Psalm 1. Well, he's still watching over us as the shepherd, as the good shepherd. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. You see, this is what God wants for every one of us, an overflowing cup. I, as I'm making these programs on the book of Psalms, my cup's overflowing. I mean, I, I find these words just so great, so wonderful, so encouraging, because, you know, they're, they're, these Psalms were sung in praise, in worship of God, and... and 
I'm a worshiper, you know. I just love to worship God. And worship just lifts you. It just lifts you up into a kind of a heavenly embrace. I don't mean in a sentimental way at all, but it just you just know the truth of who he is. You know the truth of what he has done for you. You know how much he loves you and cares for you, how much he wants to meet your need. But more than that, he wants your cup to overflow. He's the God who came to give you abundance of life. I have come that men may have life and have it abundantly, have it in all its fullness. He's not a God who just measures out to us meagerly what we need. He goes far beyond what we need. My cup overflows. Let me tell you, my friend, whoever you are, God's purpose for your life is that your cup will overflow with his life, with his peace, with his blessings, with his joy. My goodness, surely goodness and love will follow me. His mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yes, what a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful song. And all these truths are truths for every one of us who knows Jesus. This really is a description of the abundant life, isn't it? It certainly is. And you know, um, that table, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Uh, the Lord once explained that to me. He said, you know, Colin, there is a table before you. And on that table, there are all these gifts, all these, like these packages, these presents. And every one of them has a name. And so it doesn't matter about your enemies because your enemies can't touch this table that I've set before you. And you see, on that table there is salvation. There is healing. There is forgiveness. There is mercy. There is goodness. There is grace. There is provision. There is anointing. There is blessing. There is love. There is joy. There is peace, there is hope, there is the kingdom, there's eternal life. And you go on and on and on. And he said, all that is yours because you're a child of God. It's all yours. And nobody can take it from you. No enemy can steal it from you because I have laid that table before you. And, you know, I've often used that illustration when preaching and said, you know, what God wants you to do is he wants you to come to him with faith. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. He wants you to take, take hold of those gifts that are on that table, as many as you like, as often as you like. He wants you to unwrap them not, no, don't, don't just leave it as a package with a name on it saying, oh, praise God, you know, I have his grace. No, unpack it. Take it to yourself. Take it into yourself. Let it become part of you. Let it become part of your life so that you express all these good things that God has given you as your inheritance. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 